welcome to Pocket Fiction by Steve Cook. Art of War, a story from the Poison Root universe. General Sun Ji looked out upon his empire, the ghost of a smile touching his lips. The sun was setting, painting everything in shades of blood. The warmth of the day had already begun to sink into the coolness of evening, and a faint mist was rising from the reflection pools in the shadows far below. His son, still standing at the desk a few feet behind him, cleared his throat gently. <clears throat> Father, the young man said, the staff are still in revolt. We must do something. His plea echoed around the hard walls and floor, sounding empty. I have already put measures in place, Sunji said. Soldiers have set up a perimeter, and the workers are being contained. He half turned and graced his son with a smile. You worry too much, Mako. They will fight. They will die then, Sunji said, his eyes still on the sunset. Even at fifty, his back was straight and his shoulders broad. He closed his eyes and listened. Whoever had designed the imperial office had known his audience. Every movement, however slight, was amplified. There was the sound of a step, almost too tiny to hear, and the susurration of fabric moving against skin. The slightly uneven sound of Mako's breathing, and underneath it something out of place off to the right. He thinks me a senile fool, Sunji thought. He opened his eyes, narrowing them against the dying light, and saw that a plume of smoke was beginning to rise out of the fourth quarter. Being careful to turn to his left, Sunji whipped around, his black cloak flowing smoothly behind him, and walked back into the office. Mako was exactly where he had been a moment ago, nothing to suggest that anything was out of place. You disagree with my decision, Sunji said, placing one calloused hand on the straight-backed chair behind the desk. I... His son began, looking slightly taken aback, then nodded curtly. Yes, you have power. The emperor is dead, by your hand or your order. Putting his palace staff to death is... Barbaric. A waste, Marco said. They would serve you or anyone who sits on the throne. Sonji patted the chair again, his black lacquered nails tapping on the wood. Anyone like yourself, perhaps. He smiled crookedly, watching his son's eyes closely. To give him credit... The young man played his part well. His eyes went blank, his face expressionless. And that is how I know you are already planning my downfall. By your lack of reaction, Sunji thought. Father, you can't possibly think that I would want your death. Ah, Sunji said, nodding and beginning a slow walk around the wide oak desk. My death. Who mentioned anything about my death? He held the stair, allowing every step to make an audible clicking noise that echoed off the polished stone floor. Well, it's a... You have waited so patiently for your father to die in combat, Mako. I respect that, Sunji said, voice dangerously soft. But here I am. Despite someone close to the Emperor constantly recommending me for the most arduous, the most lethal engagements, here I am. They were almost in touching distance now, and Sunji could see a bead of sweat on his son's brow. You can't... Savagely... Sunji lurched forwards and grabbed Mako's tunic, pulling him off balance. He spun the young man around, snaking his arm up around his throat, then stepped backwards. With all his weight on his neck, Mako's protestations gurgled to a stop. I've finally come back. 
after a mission that was almost guaranteed to end in failure, and I bring victory. Is the Emperor pleased? No. Instead, I find him in bed with my wife, your own mother, and... Sanji paused. His son had stopped clawing at the arm around his neck, and he raised both eyebrows in surprise. You did not know. Sanji stepped back again, releasing Mako. The boy crashed to the floor, face beetroot purple, rubbing at his neck. Of course you didn't know, Sanji murmured. The old man played us both for fools. He walked around and sat down heavily in the small chair, while Mako picked himself up off the floor and slumped into one of the smaller chairs on the other side. The Emperor didn't think I would return. You gave him the information he needed to send me off to war, to get me killed, after which you would have been allowed to find out about your mother's infidelity, and been provoked into a duel with him, which you would have lost. The General nodded slowly, suddenly feeling weary as his years pressed down on him. With me dead on a battlefield and you dead in the most legal way possible, the greatest contender to the Imperial throne is felled in one clean sweep. Mako coughed, looking at his father through hooded eyes. Finally, reluctantly, he nodded. When it became clear you were returning, the Emperor came to me in private. He told me that you were a threat to him. I appreciated his candour. What did he offer you for killing me? I was to be the head of the house and his advisor. Sanji banged the desk with his hand, hard enough to hurt. Fool! He spat. Did you not stop to wonder why the Emperor, a man who was ruled alone for over sixty years, would want the counsel of a mere stripling? He subsided, shaking his head. Of course you didn't. Well, here I am, sat on the throne. Here you are, still learning your place. And there, he said, pointing at the corner of the room, there is your man. Woman, actually, Mako said, and rattled off a few words that Sanji didn't recognise. A shape detached itself from the deep shadow of the corner and walked a couple of steps into the room. A black claw assassin, Sanji realised. Truly dedicated, particularly deadly. Bound to follow any instruction once contracted. Only her eyes were visible, dead and grey. His hand twitched, anxious to be around a sword hilt. But one look at his son, defeated and sullen, stayed the impulse. They sat in silence for a minute, each with their own thoughts. Then Sanji took a breath and let it out slowly. I do not wish to be responsible for ending my own house, he said finally. Your mother is dead in the arms of her lover, and there will be no more children born to me. You can learn from me, be my chancellor, and wield my name in your own cause, or I can give you your own house of which you would be the head. He shrugged. Either way, I need your loyalty. I cannot watch my back from you and govern the Empire. He reached forward and grasped the cut crystal decanter on the desk, pouring a small amount of amber spirit into two glasses. Why did you kill the palace staff, father? Mako said, taking one of the glasses but not drinking from it. <laughs> the people being killed in the fourth quarter are your personal guard, your servants, and however many of your circle of spies were foolish enough to be caught at your headquarters, Mako, the palace staff are safely in the cellar. The boy shook his head at the blunt admission. I was never going to outthink you, was I? Mako raised his glass in salute. Chancellor, then. He quaffed the drink in one gulp and set the glass down. I have had a great deal more experience with people and politics than you, my son, Sanji said, raising his own glass to his lips and swallowing the liquor. 
It burned all the way down and he suppressed a slight gasp at the quality. Mako looked over at the assassin, still standing there, and rattled off a few more code words. The woman moved towards the balcony, grabbed the railing and swung herself into empty space. Sunji raised an eyebrow. Was that necessary? She was dead as soon as she took the contract, father, Mako smiled, still touching his tender neck. You taught me well in some things, at least. Sunji nodded. Leave none who can tell the tale of your weakness. There was a pause, and then a crunch as the assassin's body hit the ground below. <laughs>